This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.35 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Chong Jensen and Philip C. Now in half an hour, as always, we have the breakfast grill. Who's in the hot seat today, Phil? Today, we will be Dr. Rizal Khairi Ahmad. He's CEO of Nano Malaysia. But I'm going to ask him, what are Nano Malaysia's plans for the coming year ahead in view of a new government, in view of these whole new technologies coming through? And I wonder whether his ambitions are nano-sized in nature. <laughs> small can, I mean, it can be small, small but mighty. Small but mighty. Uh, that's what nano is, nanotechnology is all about. Stay tuned for that conversation after the 8 a.m. news bulletin. Well, well, we're keeping, um, I guess, in the theme still of tech. Well, yes, we're keeping in the theme of tech. And we're looking over at the U.S. tech sector. The tech-heavy Nasdaq index is off to a flying start when you think about how it declined 33% in 2022. For the first month of the year, at least, uh, it is up 10% year to date. And the strong share price gains have been in part driven by the expectations of the Fed being at the tail end of its tightening cycle, where the market is penciling just a 25 basis point increase in February. The fourth quarter earnings season has kicked off with Tesla, Microsoft and IBM broadly beating analyst expectations. However, the guidance and outlook appears to be less rosy than expected, while job cuts have continued. However, all however, all said and done, bad news has been priced in and the technology sector has bottomed, or will an impending recession and slowing demand put a dampener on a potential recovery? How should investors be positioning within the technology space and what stocks should should they be buying? So for some thoughts on where the tech sector is heading, we have on the line with us Dan Ives, Managing Director at Wedbush Securities. Good morning, Dan. Always good to have you. Uh, can you can we start off with getting um, a comment from you on what percentage of US tech companies reported better than expected results so far? What's the beat rate and how does this compare historically? Look, I mean, a lot of tech is still to come in terms of next week being, uh, you know, big tech week. It, it, it's really been about 60-40, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of beats versus misses. Now, typically in this quarter, you'd have something called 80-85%. But I think the reason tech stocks are up, because the New York City cab driver knew that it was going to be soft. And that was already baked into uh, these stocks. And that's why, in my opinion, tech, much better than feared in terms of what we're seeing throughout our earnings. But what's been baked in though? 25 basis point rate hike or 50 basis points? Oh, 25. And I think right now we're at the poker table and Wall Street's basically telling the Fed, we call you, let's see your cards. <laughs> and they, they could talk the game all they want. Everyone knows we're in the late, late stages of them basically ending their rate hikes. And I think that's part of why we're seeing a significant risk on rally to start the year. And then what has brought guidance been for some of these tech companies so far? And is the cut in earnings for 2023 sufficient so far? Look, I think companies are doing what the street wants. They're ripping the Band-Aid off, given conservative guidance, given a deteriorating macro to get through the storm. They're cutting costs. But that's what you need for the stocks to move higher, hittable to beatable numbers. That's why Tesla's up 10% today, because you basically need to give realistic numbers and show the demand story is still holding up. And that's why we so far, you know, we're definitely seeing tech shine relative to fears. 
but there's clearly winners and losers. Intel's a loser. That's that, that that's not a surprise. And I think it just shows winners like Tesla, Microsoft. We believe Apple next week. So let's zoom into Tesla, um, Dan, since you brought it up. It did report revenue and earnings, which beat estimates. However, with the cut in its car prices, there are concerns that Tesla is prioritizing sales over margins and that this may trigger a price war in the EV space. How valid are these concerns? Look, uh, Tesla's defending their turf, and they ultimately are in the position they can do that in terms of electric vehicles. They're cutting prices, but demand right now is 2x production because it's still Tesla's world and everyone else is paying rent in terms of the EV market. And I think that's something Wall Street cheer. Now, look, the haters will continue to hate on Tesla. They hate it at $10 billion. They hate it at a trillion. They'll hate it at $500 billion. But the point is this, in my opinion, along with Apple, most transformational company in the world. And I think they are, you know, they have to navigate right a, a, a deteriorating macro and they're making the right decisions that I think they need to do. And let's turn our attention to Microsoft, you know, as earnings that beat estimates, job cuts were announced last week. But the key one I think that struck my attention was the ten billion dollar investment in Chat GPT. Is Chat GPT the next best thing since sliced bread? Yeah, look, I think that's a great way to put it. It's a game changer. I mean, we could talk about cuts happening in tech, but there's a significant investments going on. This is an AI arms race that's happening. Chad GBT, you know, we think significantly moves the needle from Microsoft. That's why they're making this deal. And I think it's also a shot across the bow of Google and the rest of big tech. Should Google be worried then about Chad GPT? Oh, I think Google right now is back on the whiteboard trying to figure out how they contend with this. And the other problem with Google, Google clearly owns search. But for Microsoft, it's not just about search. It's about Azure, cloud, the broader ecosystem, what ChatGBT could ultimately be integrated with. And Microsoft could do acquisitions. Google, because of the antitrust scrutiny, can't. And Microsoft knows that the pain they experienced in the 90s going through antitrust now helps them. That's why they're going aggressive. And then other tech heavyweights like Meta and Amazon are due to release results within the next week. What is your sense of what to expect? I think, I mean, I'll call it a BTF, better than feared. I think that's going to be the narrative going into next week. Demands holding up better than the quote-unquote mild recessionary environment that I think is factored into a lot of these stocks. Now, look, there's still a lot of variables, as you talked about. Fed, they'll continue to talk the hard game. But realistically, I think these companies need to cut costs. That's what they're doing, the lower guidance. And the stocks, they're trading below their five-year average. I mean, they're not expensive anymore. And I think you're seeing Wall Street now really start to change the view of what 2023 could look like. But clearly, you know, many bears will yell fire in a crowd theater. And, and I think that, that's ultimately what makes the market. 
So you talked about um, costs. We have seen approximately 70,000 job cuts across the board for all tech companies over the past year. In your view, are we has, you know, will this trend continue or has this abated? Is this the worst of the cuts or are we going to see more job losses moving forward? And what sort of incremental change in positive earnings will we see with the lowered cost? Yeah, and and first off, when you look at these cuts, I mean, Meta, since they announced cuts, stocks up 50%, Salesforce, Microsoft, look at Amazon. I mean, you know, you have significant reactions, positive, to, because that's what Wall Street wants to see. And and it's all in frame of reference. I mean, Microsoft's hired 75,000 people since 2019. They cut 10,000. The point is, like, I view this as, like, there could still be another 5 10% of cuts ahead but it's also repositioning for tech. Some of the legacy areas, they'll start to cut and they'll invest in some growth areas. And I think that's really what's happening is tech is almost cleaning their basement after a decade of hyper growth. Mm. I, another stock that I think comes to mind is Salesforce. You know, it's been on the side of some of Wall Street's most feared activist investors. You know, Elliott Management has confirmed it has built a multi-billion dollar stake joining Starboard Capital. What is driving this in your view on the stock? Look, I think activism is going to continue to increase you know, across the market, especially in tech. You look at Salesforce.com. I mean, I think Benioff's made you know, some, some moves that the street clearly didn't like in terms of Slack and some other deals. They want more and more pressure on margins, profitability. And I think activism you know, could also relate in spinoffs and other strategic so I think this is something we're going to see not just with Salesforce, but really across the board as activism plays a lot more role in the tech space in 2023. And then you mentioned that tech stocks are trading at below its five-year average. But what are your top picks for the sector now? Look, Apple next Thursday. That's Apple Super Bowl when they were pricing. That's going to be better than fear in terms of demand still holding up. They'll clearly lower guidance a bit, but I think that's a stock that has significant upside here. Microsoft and Salesforce, best ways to play the cloud, in our opinion. And then Tesla, best disruptive name out there. Powell out the best way to play cybersecurity. Those are our core names to, to play the themes here that we're bullish on. Dan, thanks as always for the chat. That was Dan Ives, Managing Director of Wedbush Securities, giving us his take on where he sees the tech sector going ever, the tech bull, <laughs> when it comes to this space. Palo Alto, Tesla, Apple, those, those were his top picks, if I reckon. And Microsoft and Salesforce for cloud as well. I like how he gave the, he, he, what he said in terms of what Wall Street wants to see and companies are now giving more conservative guidance and the ability to beat those lowered guidance is, mm. is uh, higher than expected and they're cutting costs. So really companies are really, I guess, are being uh, trying to tailor make um, some of their guidance to actually meet analyst expectations. And interestingly, you know, he's talking about all these tech layoffs. It's just really just pruning and cleaning the basement essentially. Sure, from one perspective. From another perspective, it's a life-changing event. It is. Um, coming up to 7.47 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. When we come back, we're going to discuss how to deal with burnout in the corporate world. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.